Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. This is Sherelle Perkins, Pastor, Overflowing Life Family Worship Center. We thank you for joining us this morning for Overflowing Life Community Prayer. Sunday, uh, we taught the analogy between being the clay and our Heavenly Father being the potter. You know, I think about churches like T.D. Jakes that named their church the Potter's House. I would imagine that he had a revelation of how um, important this analogy is. I don't think I realized it until um, we studied it, although I knew about it. I knew it was an analogy. But the more I study, the more I think about it, I realize that every aspect of our walk can be demonstrated or can be paralleled with the process that a potter takes to create a vessel fit for the master's use. My prayer for you this today, no matter where you are in your process with the Lord, that you would feel the touch of the Master. Know how much he dearly loves each and every one of us and how much he loves you, cares about you, cares for you. He is the great I am, yet he's the lover of my soul. He's master, sovereign, creator of the universe. But he is my Abba Father. He is from everlasting to everlasting. And his throne has been established throughout the generations. Yet, he is my Jehovah Jireh. He is my provision. He is Adonai, master of the universe. But he's my El Shaddai, the multi-breasted one that feeds and nourishes and strengthens. Yes, my friend, my God has chosen us even before the foundation of the world to place his name upon us. We have been marked 
not with the mark of the beast. But we have been marked, branded, sealed with his name. The great king of all the earth has chosen us to ride with him throughout eternity, to be seated with him in heavenly places. How magnificent is our God. And his ways beyond our finding. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. Everything that I've ever needed, he's provided. I was young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread. When it comes to daddy, we're not beggars. His hands are extended to us. How great is our God. Worthy of praise and adoration. Worthy of all honor and glory. Worthy is the lamb that was slain even before the foundation of the world. God knew us and made provision for our human frailty. Jeremiah, in Jeremiah, God asked the question, can I not do with you what the potter does with the clay? Do we trust his hand? Enough to lay aside every weight and every sin that does so easily beset us. Do we trust his hand enough to know that when he said in his word, anybody that gives up houses, land, family, whatever, will receive 100-fold in this life as well as the one to come. Do you realize, my friend, that what God is doing is an eternal work? 
on the wheel of the potter. He is patient, yet deliberate. He is gentle, yet firm. He holds you closer now so that you can feel his hand, know his every movement. Yet far enough that you would be formed completely specific for the task. And even when you feel the sharp turn that's necessary, to fashion you, you would realize, ah, that's the potter's hand. I can trust him. Well, when he took me out of the miry clay, when I was putrid, smelling, full of stony places, rocks and debris. He handpicked me specific for the day and the hour that he was creating me for. For he knew the plans that he had for us, plans to give us a hope and a future. And he not do with us what he created us for. A potter so great, a potter so considerate, so skillful, must know what he's doing. When a potter is using actual clay, there's not much that the clay can do. But we, in this analogy, we have choices. We have decisions that we make. Now, up until we're on the potter's wheel, decisions were made for us. And although the potter loved us, 
He had to wait. He had to wait for that moment. And I'm when the clay would say, I am ready and willing to be shaped by you. There is a scripture. I believe it's in Isaiah that I'm looking to see. Yes, Psalm 41 and 2. Precious David. What a friend to get to know in eternity, a heart so sensitive. But he wrote, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me. He heard my cry. <coughs> and I insert, and in his perfect timing, when I was frustrated, abused, misused, confused, he brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. And he set my feet upon a rock and established my going. So here we are. On the potter's wheel. Being born again. A cracked, broken vessel. The Father said, It is His delight. It is His pleasure to give us the kingdom. Wow. And all the while that we were doing Isaiah 50, Isaiah 45 and 9, quarreling with our maker, fussing with our maker, asking, what are you making? What are you doing with me? As animated clay, hopping off the wheel only to be wedged, only to be brought back, remade, corrected. 
because we trusted in what we knew. That's what. Or maybe, just maybe, you are running well like Timothy. And something bewitched you. And you had to be remade even again. Maybe you were going through the process of being fired, put in the kennel. Okay, that's put in the kilt. I think that's how some people say that. Kennel is where you put dogs, right? I digress. Okay. <laughs> Isaiah 48 and 10 says, I have refined you, though not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. We're so close. We're so close when we're in the furnace of affliction. This is the last step before we become a usable vessel. Yet, the master often has to start again unlike clay we have choices we can make still yet in this phase we can resist the process our spirit says yes But our soul contests the master, drawing back, relieving itself from the discomfort of the flames. Oh, that we would trust the master. That we would be yielded. Like the clay on the potter's wheel. Trusting every turn. Every discomfort. The trimming, the wedging, the drying process, that we would not get ahead of the master, that pride and haughtiness would not cause us to assume what we do not understand fully. 
Father God, we thank you for being the potter. We thank you for your touch, dear Lord. Oh, how you must love us so much. How you must care for us. Such a patient father. Men must fear you. For you do bring swift destruction. And some may never know your love and your care. But we are privileged, our Father, to know how much you love us, how much you care for us. And we fear you, Father, but not like the heathen who has no hope, whose only choice is where they want to spend eternity. Our fear is to recognize, to be awestruck at your amazing grace. Not just enough to snatch us out of hell, though for some That will barely happen before the end comes. And we're grateful for that even, Father. But we stand amazed at how much you love us, you care for us. We see you in all of your majesty, your greatness, your goodness, your mercy, your long-suffering, Daddy. And we are As we look at the stars and the moon and the galaxies, And as we allow our mind to expand and grow, we're amazed we're amazed that you would choose us, handpick us. You could have destroyed us. What is man that you're mindful of him? 
But instead, Abba Father, we are your, we are the sheep of your pasture. How awesome you are, God. the great king of the world. Not just this world, but through all the universe, you are God. And you've chosen us to rule and reign with Jesus, yet we struggle to allow you to rule and reign in us. Father, let us not be disqualified. By being stiff-necked, prideful, for we see you, God. We fear you, God. You are bigger than our failures. You go beyond what we are capable of doing. This morning we recognize you. We recognize your greatness. If the master of the universe can create the galaxies and all of its brilliance, cannot he do with us what he chooses? Even in the fierce winds, And what seems like destruction on the earth. When the storm is over and the earth has renewed itself, we see again your brilliance. We see again your original touch. When the water subsides, And in its place is lushful forest and beautiful grass. We realize that even as the earth <coughs> groans for you, God, it attempts to do what you created it to do, to be a place of habitation for your sons. Oh, that we would allow you 
to bring us into maturity. That we would really get a sense of your glory while we're yet in these bodies. We realize that as a potter, you put your glory in earthen vessels that you picked from the miry clay. And the whole process of being born again, hand chosen, is so that we can carry the essence of who you are, your glory, your majesty, revealing your kingdom to a hurt and dying world who have yet to cry out to you, Father, who has yet to wait patiently for you. Some are so self-deceived that they don't even understand that their existence is a pit and that they could be placed in a sure place. Father, that we as your vessels would be your trophy and declare to every angel, every spirit being, that our God reigns, that we would declare to the earth itself that our God reigns. We are your sons. And we may not appear yet to be like you. But when we come face to face with you, walking with you in the still of the evening, no, Walking with you 24-7, for our covenant is better even than that of Adam. Our covenant is better even than that of Israel. God. Thank you for sonship this morning. Thank you for the opportunity to trust you with our whole heart and lean not to our own understanding. 
in all of our ways, God, not some of them. We know that you will direct our path. The wicked, according to Psalm 50 and 16, they hate instruction. And throw away your word, tossing it behind them. They're constantly stealing (coughs) from our Lord. And those around them do not even contest. The thievery, for they themselves are thieves. They give their mouth to evil, and their tongue frames deceit. They speak against their brother, and they slander their own mother's son. Father, even some of your children, (coughs) we look like that. We act like that. We don't declare your statues. We don't reflect your goodness. We don't take your covenant into our mouth and allow it to season what we speak, what we believe, what we think, and how we live. Deliver us, Lord. For though it seems to be unregenerate that you are silent, You are indeed setting order before their very eyes. We are an example. Father, cannot the potter do with us what he chooses? Father, for those who forget that they would not exist were it not for your goodness and your kindness, who have forgotten that they were once in your bosom and even though all around them You seek to remind them that they would be born again, choose again, 
to live as your son. They will meet swift destruction, and none can deliver them. But you said in your word, whosoever offers praise glorifies you. And when we turn and order our conversation aright, you will show them the salvation of God. Father, this morning, This morning, Father, we choose and we turn praising you and glorifying you for being the only wise God. And we order our conversation aright. Not just the words that come out of our mouth, but as epistles read of by men. We let you speak through us. That men might know how great you really are. Father, we realize that our testimony no matter where we are in the process, declares to a broken and dying world that there is yet hope. Father, all around us, we see hopelessness. Could it be? Could it be that we have not allowed you to speak through us? For you said in Second Chronicles seven fourteen, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek crave and require of necessity my faith and turn from their wicked way, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. Father, we thank you that your people who are called by your name are aligning themselves up. Humbling themselves under your mighty hand. We thank you for hearing us, God. Forgiving us, Father. And we forgive all those around us. We don't know where everyone is. We 
We just know the fruit of what they've done. And because we're headed for sonship, we realize in the scope of eternity, whatever it was, whatever they did, is not worth our place and position for eternity with you. Plus, Daddy, we have your heart. So we forgive them, Father. We don't take them off the hook. That decision is between the two of you. But we release them from guilt, shame, and disgust. Why? Because you released us. You chose us, forgave us, cleaned us up, removed the stench, the hard places, the rough places. And when we were bent on doing our way, determined, You kept putting us back on the wheel and putting us back on the wheel and putting us back on the wheel. For as long as there was a yes someplace, you used it to our advantage, not to yours. For we realize as we look at you that you don't need us. You could wipe us all out and start all over again. But you have chosen us. So this morning, Father, we choose you. We say yes to your will, yes to your way. We realize the potter must know what he's doing. He is the only wise God. There are many gods in the earth. You said it in your word. Some are just a figment of our imagination. Yet we realize until Jesus returns, the prince of the power of the air, Beelzebub still has an influence. But God, he's a small gene. And you are the I am that I am. And you have chosen us throughout all eternity to live, rule, and reign with you. So we position ourselves to be a reflection of your glory. 
We present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy completely. That's the least we can do for so good a salvation and so wonderful a Savior. We humble ourselves under your mighty hand. We submit ourselves to your design, restoration, and maturation process. We ask that at Overflowing Life Family Worship Center, among our children and our friends, that the spirit of humility is released. We thank you for quiet and meek, to be quiet and meek in our spirit. For we know the meek shall inherit the earth, not the prideful, the boastful, the arrogant, the self-righteous. But those that are meek, that have humbled their hearts before you, God, who realize that Everyone deserves to know our God. And the highest call is to serve our God, is to serve humanity by serving our God. And even in my mind's eye, I see a picture. Sometimes we try to serve God with no concern for humanity. But we would be like the one who came before their master and begged for forgiveness and was given forgiveness and turned around and beat their own servants for the same thing. He lost his place and his position in the master's kingdom because he refused to walk in forgiveness, to give the very thing that he had been given from the hand of the master. Let it not be so in overflowing life. Let us have hearts to serve humanity. And by serving humanity, what we do to the least, God, your word says we do to you. So we posture ourselves. in a place of great humility. And Father, as leader, is often difficult to know that what you're giving is being despised, judged, and often simply not appreciated. But Father, as we humble our hearts, 
we realize that none of these things matter. That's just our unregenerated flesh and soul wanting to be fed apart from your spirit. For, Father, we recognize there is none righteous but you. We recognize, Father, that our ultimate goal is that men would appreciate the God that they that created them. And that somehow in our offering to you, to them, that they could hear your voice, God. There are much, there are many sounds in the earth, God. There's much clamor, a lot of talking, a lot of likes on Facebook, but no transformation. We pray that overflowing life be a place of transformation. And even as we see those that come that are agitated, we realize, Daddy, that from being plucked out of the clay to being a vessel that you can use, There is a process, and we dare not judge your process, God. And we dare not say anything but what you say, Father. Some plant, some water, but God, you bring the increase. The first stop. on the potter's wheel is the watering, the removal of the hard, stony places, and I have a mind, God, that the people that you will be sending among us were a long way from their source. that they may very well be filled with debris. And their first stop will require a lot of water, a lot of the word being poured out, a lot of love, compassion, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, Peace. Then there are those that are coming that are broken and need to be restored. Father, what an interesting combination of those that are unlearned 
immature and those that are broken that had once known your glory. Yet in the process of living in this broken world, had had they themselves became broken. But with your grace and your love and your kindness and your mercy and your leading of the Holy Spirit, we don't know how you do it, Father. How you can speak one word and everyone hears it at the place of their brokenness. And the hard places can be pierced with your love, shattered, removed. Thank you, Father, that overflowing life, family worship center, you're creating a people that know their God. Why? Because God has served to them. God is revealed to them. Perhaps in less than perfect vessels. But that's your call. We're your vessels. You are our potter. And you have the right to make of us whatever you choose. We just want to carry your mark, God, your signature, Father, your glory, God. We don't want to be crackpots. We want to be able to carry whatever we were created to carry, God. And we submit our minds, our hearts, our bodies, our faculties to the work of the ministry, reconciling humanity back to you. It is a humbling place, no room for arrogance or self-righteousness. Submit it to your voice, God. Father God, I repent of being prideful, fearful, all that is is a crackpot trying to tell the master what to do. My heart desire, Father. is that you would bless your people through me, apart from me, but that your people would be blessed and that overflowing life would be a place where life truly does overflow with your abundance. As we learn to worship, submit our whole self to you, that everything in us would worship you, our mind, our will, our emotions, 
our bodies. Everything in us would bow to you. Everything in us would humble ourselves to you. Not just for the duration of a song or a saddle. For Father God, that can be deceptive. But it's what we do with the very breath that you've given us that will determine that we are worshiping you in spirit and in truth. For real, God. For real, God, we will allow the candle of your spirit to burn brightly so that men might see and glorify our Father. They will marvel at the great works that we're able to accomplish. And because we are meek, we realize it's not about us. Oh, Father, I used to think that somewhere along the line that you were going to make me perfect and I was going to be all this and that. But I was still missing the mark, God. But now, Daddy, I realize that you're all this. And as your servant, and as your slave, help us, God, to give to the world Christ in us, who is the hope of glory. Now, in these next two minutes, I... um, Ask if there are any specific prayer requests. I don't I want to leave room for that. And I apologize. I didn't know I'd gone so long. It's dangerous when I close my eyes, so Good morning, Pastor. Good morning. As you were praying and teaching I was reminded of a hymn we used to sing when I was younger. And um, it's entitled, He Brought Me Out. And the words, well, the first verse is like, My heart was distressed, meet Jehovah's dread frown. And low in the pit, Where my sins dragged me down, I cried to the Lord from the deep miry clay who tenderly brought me out to golden day. He brought me out from the miry clay. He set my feet on a rock to stay. He put a song in my soul today, a song of his praises. Hallelujah. You know, we don't sing 
songs anymore like we used to, but those are the songs that I grew up on and the songs that would carry us through and bring us over and keep our hearts encouraged and um, give us that push to make it through when we thought we had to throw in the towel and we just couldn't take another step. Ah, but the encouragement. And the oh. joy those songs would bring as we would sing them over and over and over again. But that reminded me, your message, your your teaching today reminded me of that particular song. And maybe one day I'll get to sing it for you. But I just wanted to say that. Just be encouraged in the Lord. He is transformative. And he will change you into what you need to be, who he called you to be for this time and this season. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, I received that. And, you know, I don't have the rich upbringing that you had, but I did hear enough of the old songs to realize that when people start saying, we don't need to sing those songs anymore, That was old stuff. But there's something about someone that may not have the intellect or be at the place that you are at, but press into the place of the, in the presence of the Holy Spirit and draw from his well of living water. Yeah. And survive things that none of us can even imagine. We get disappointed because we can't get um, a new trinket or something. But when you're living in a shanty, Uh when you believe in God for food, Mm -hmm. when there are no jobs, and you can't even figure out how you're going to make it, Come on. But then God sends a neighbor up the street, God. Uh, With some vegetables, no meat. Yes, yes, yes. And you know nobody did it but Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And we have food stamps and... (sighs) Feeding pantries. Yes, God. We throw out stuff. Stuff that other folks would have had to fly the, knock the flies off and eat it anyway. God. Thank you, Lord. But yet they knew God. They didn't have a choice. They anticipated coming together to worship, to watch each other's feet. Oh, God. And the song reflected that. Some of our and songs is all about us. Yeah. What you I'm gonna just do for us? See. 
And he keeps doing great things. Yeah. Oh, Father. Oh, to whom much is given, much is required. We're going to be held accountable. Father, we love you. We thank you for your mercy. Father, we thank you for the testimony and the reminder, God, we thank you, Father, even as my sister was sharing You have loved us, God. Where would you be had not you had those songs in your heart? I remember crying when they would sing, there is a fountain filled with blood. Yeah. Poured from Emmanuel's veins. And I realized, My daddy may not have wanted me, but God, you you shed your blood Mm. for me. Thank you. Oh, how precious is that flow. God, we just want you to know. We remember. Thank you. Sometimes as a child, you don't even know what you know that you need. But when you begin to realize that, if I could just pull this Jesus. Oh, God. Who? Oh, my. All I need is to know Jesus. I know he'll fix it. I know he'll build a fence around me. When nobody's been there to protect me, God, you be my fist, my protection. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, well, my friend, you just caused the flood. I'm sitting here bawling like a... When I think of his goodness, when I think of his goodness, and I receive your words of encouragement, and I pray them for all of us as we continue to allow God to do in us what he would do in us. 
And as we look at one another, we're reminded of how much God loves us. As we see his glory revealed in our lives in the process of maturation, I believe whatever he does in an individual, he does in congregations and churches for their living entity, their organism that grows and matures. And I'm even hearing We've watched various church organizations grow, mature, and die. And even now, we're watching Moseses that are standing on a mountaintop, knowing that it's not for them to cross. And realizing they've gone as far as God has ordained them to go. And they're just waiting for God to come so that they can go home and receive their reward. Oh, God, I so. And they did what they knew to do, God. And for these, I pray. No longer judging their journey, God. But asking you to fully equip them that you are ordained to take their places in the earth, to take the church to the next level. For just as there is a maturation process in individuals, in congregations, there is one in your church universal. We have been arrogant and judging. God, you know exactly what you're doing with your body. You know exactly the hour. We won't be the elect that's deceived. We recognize your God in charge. And as we see the shift in the horizon, Father, we gird our loins with truth. We put on the breastplate of righteousness. Our feet are shod in the preparation of the gospel of peace. We have on a helmet of salvation. Our shields are up and our swords are drawn. And we prepare to enter battle, God. The kingdom of God suffered violence, but the violence taken by force. Joshua was a warring man. Ah, Moses. Was not fit for the battle. He could not go where Joshua had to go. 
It was not his portion. Let us not forget the lessons that were learned in the wilderness that gave birth to the song. And as we transition, God, we restore the foundation, laying a foundation upon that which you have established, not man, as we prepare to cross over. We thank you, Father, that you chose us for this hour. We thank you, Father, that you chose us. to carry your glory into this place of maturity in the body. You knew that there would be gross darkness. It's not just what America is doing. Mm -mm. Because what America is doing is a reflection of what's happening all over the world because of mass communication. The world is beginning to speak the same language. Maybe not the same dialect or tongue, but the same language. And building their tower. (sighs) You said in the last days that Babylon would be restored. And we've been looking at a place and position. But God, you knew that it would be spiritual. You knew that it would be a reflection of the soul of man to reach the heavens without you. To be willing to serve any God but you. Yet you called us, you've trained us, even in the pain that we've gone through. Every time we had to get back on that wheel and say, yes, one more time, God. We have been equipped for the battle. We're not fooled. God is not mocked. And we're not that tough. Mm. So, Father God, as we look at a shift in leadership, oh, yeah. <laughs> as we look at a shift in leadership, even as this country begins to prepare for an election, we're looking at the buffoonery. <laughs> wow. you. You know that word is deep for us because we really know what that means. I don't. That just came up. <laughs> that going on in the in our government. Jesus. <sighs> we recognize that there has been a shift, and even when you prophesied that after Barack Obama left office, that America was going to change. 
and people have been judging Barack Obama, but we don't know how to watch the signs. We're too busy with our carnality to get deeper than the surface. But we're watching a shift in the in the world, not just America. Don't be fooled. We're watching a shift in leadership. You don't need a powerful, wise person as leader if the Antichrist is going to rule. You just need someone that's moldable to not resist the enemy. Jesus. So we arise and shine for the light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. Though gross darkness covers the earth, You're gathering together your generals, your soldiers, your foot patrol. Help us as a congregation. Build what you're building. What you're doing. We're not going to be quick to hide where it's safe because some of Home church stuff is because people just want to hide because they don't want to come out here and fight. Because they think if they put the word church on their name, then there'll be a spotlight. So they're going to sit in these little rooms and have, bless me, okay, I'm sorry. I got bless me. <laughs> oh, God. But God, it's time for us to come out of our comfort zone. Elijah, you've been in the cave long enough. The spirit of Elijah is needed to call call men to repentance, as it was in the day of Jesus when the church was birthed. The spirit of Elijah went forth through John the Baptist, crying out, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. We cry out, we are the generation that will cry out in the wilderness to repent. Jesus is coming. You need to repent. We're getting ready for the next dispensation of humanity. And we'd love to take you with us. It will turn or burn. Because our God isn't loving. And it's not because our God isn't kind. But it's because you refuse to hear his voice. And you make to be led by another. So he will not be held as false. And we will no longer ask God why. We realize there's a price that he paid. And there's a price that we must pay if we want to see the glory of God in the earth. Mm. Father, let us close willing to pay the price out of our eternal value. That's why scripture says even the very elect, because in this hour, in this hour, we be seduced out of what God has for us. Hallelujah. 
Now I'm going to close because if not, I'm on a. I delivered delivered myself this morning, Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you so much, sister, for your contribution because I couldn't have gotten here without you. That's what the body is all about. That's what the body is all about. Every joint supplying. Being humble enough to really realize that it's not about us whether we're right or whether we're wrong. That we're to contribute. And I'm speaking to me right now because, you know, um, we can hide in ways that we don't even realize we're hiding. We can bury ourselves in ways that we don't realize that we're really burying the treasure of God. Thank you, Lord. And I am and I am one because oh God. Mm-mm-mm. I'll be on here forever if I start talking about what's wrong with me and what I need to trust God. But we're gonna do it, church. We're gonna do it. And for those that are watching our testimony. Let I want to pray for our Tierra real quick this morning because she's going through a whole lot. So keep her in prayer. Um, we just lift up Tierra and Talia, and I'm going to make it simple. Have your will and have your way in their lives, God. Let your kingdom be revealed in their life, Father. Whatever they need, God, we thank you that the angels are providing. And, Father, I don't know. I, um, Father, we just submit ourselves to do whatever you want us to do, God. And you will bring them however you choose to bring them, Father. So she's in our heart, Lord. Yes. Comfort her in her situation. Father, I pray for so many that they would find stability in you. Thank you, Lord. So we give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Well, we close this morning. We've been on here an hour and a half now. Hallelujah. You can call us, join in any morning, 724-444-74. Four four call ID one three eight seven six eight. We record the calls so that people can have access to them twenty four seven. And even if they can't be on the prayer line at six thirty, sometimes we just need to hear something, the teaching of prayer, and we just want to be available. And I'm also a little strange. There will come a time that the church won't be here anymore. And all this information will be out in cyberspace. And there may just be one who stumbles upon our prayers. 
And while there is yet tribulation on the earth, they will be able to hear, receive, and make a choice to serve Jesus, even if it costs them their lives. We make no assumptions, God, as to how you want to use us. And maybe it's just an exercise of our faith to get up in the morning and rest. But whatever the situation is, Daddy, you know. So we thank you for the opportunity to serve humanity with what we have inside of us. And we will give you all the glory and all the praise. Well, as you can see, I'm like a freight train that needs to come to a a stop. (laughs) Right now it's a rolling stop. So I'm just going to be abrupt and get off the phone, off the prayer line, and pray that your day is blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.